Welcome to Joint Effort with Des Moines Orthopedic Surgeons. This podcast covers the pain and injuries that are associated with muscles, ligaments, and joints. I'm Baron Bremner, and today on Joint Effort, we have Mark Isaacson, who's an expert in total joint replacement and revision total joint replacement. After your residency in Columbus, Ohio, and your specialty training at Houston Methodist, um, where you did total joints and complex total joint replacements and revisions, what made you come back to Iowa? Yeah, uh, easy draw is that my wife and I are from the area. So um, we both grew up in Urbandale, um, did med school here in Des Moines at Des Moines University. Um, prior to that, I went to Central College, an hour outside of Des Moines. Um, so we were um, wanting to get back, We've come from a relatively large family, and both of our families still live here. Oh, so um, yeah, it was a pretty easy draw if we could get back close to home at least. Yeah. And Des Moines Orthopedic Surgeons was a perfect fit. So. Good. Yeah, easy decision. And you settled in Ankeny, um, you know, grew up in Urbandale. What kind of draws did you have for Ankeny, aside from, you know, any kind of business draws? What were you guys looking for in a place to raise your family? Yeah, well, when we initially decided to come back, uh, I initially had signed a contract to go to Carroll, Iowa with the group. And then the group decided they wanted to put up a new um, office in Ankeny and said, hey, would you be interested? And it was an easy decision. Said, sure, it's closer than Carroll to Des Moines. Um, Growing up, Ankeny was a rival, so laughingly we uh, now live there and our kids go to school there, but we said uh, that would never happen when we were in school at Urbandale, um, <laughs> but, but we love it. It's a great community. Well, it's pretty hugely growing, isn't it, as far as uh, across the Midwest, one of the fastest growing towns? Yeah, that's at least what I'm reading, same as you, that yeah. um, in, a, in a town like over 50,000, it's in the top two or three in terms yeah. of growth if you're yeah. already bigger than 50,000. Yeah, and it, I can speak from driving through it every day that every corner's got a new development going up, right. so definitely growing. So can you tell us about the uh, the DMOS presence in Ankeny and what, what you guys uh, bring to bear as far as services and things like that? Sure. Uh, one thing we're really excited about is just I think we provide, there's four of us, I should say, uh, surgeons up there. Um, so myself as the joint specialist, and we have sports medicine, foot and ankle, and just hired a new hand surgeon. So really, I think the whole gamut of orthopedics we can provide, yeah. uh, and uh, I should say, and spine. We actually have Dr. Reese that comes up there mm-hmm. too, So, um, which is great. And all of us live in the community, um, mm-hmm. or at least those four that I That's mentioned important. to start. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. our kids are in the community. Um, we go to the sporting events and then other you know activities with the schools. So we're really invested and want to be there and provide for the community. Yeah. And you also um, do a, is it every Friday or every other Friday you go to Grinnell? Correct. So alternating Fridays, I'm at our surgery center, which is right next to our building in Ankeny. And the opposite Fridays, I go over to Grinnell, short little 45-minute drive to um, provide, I guess, my orthopedic services, which would be joint replacement. But um, yeah. we have a new partner there as well that helps with sports medicine. What's his name? Um, Dr. Tedesco. Okay. And he, he does sports. So you guys will have Great. those two covered there. Correct. Nice. Yep. Um, you do a lot of complicated joint replacements and revi- just regular old run-of-the-mill ones, which are not, which are also complicated, but uh, and revisions too. Uh, today, I want to talk about some newer technology that some people choose to embrace. Some people really issue it. So, um, I want to talk about robotics and navigation and more, you know, technology and total joint replacements. Maybe talk about whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, how important it is to your practice and where you see it going in the future. Um, so how do you describe navigation and uh, for a hip and knee? Let's talk about navigation first and then we'll talk about robotics. Sure. Well, navigation, I think, is using technology that we have available to us to help be more precise with our surgery. 
So when we're navigating, we're registering landmarks on somebody's body, whether it's a bony landmark or some anatomic landmark that then registers with a computer in the room or whatever technology we have available so that we can be more precise or more accurate with our surgeries. So uh, if you're not using navigation, uh, can you describe, like, let's just call it, talk about a total knee replacement. We have, we've all learned how to do that with uh, various devices, mechanical devices and Mm -hmm. calipers and things. Can you describe kind of what references you use without navigation? Sure, from a total knee standpoint. Sure, so a lot of it's bony landmark. So we have axes, axis, so it's a mechanical axis or an epicondylar axis, which is bony landmarks on a knee replacement when we're inside somebody's knee that we can use to set the rotation a certain way or the depth of our cut based on their tibial tubercle or whatever your landmark you're looking at is. So that's just staring at it with our surgeon's eyes Mm -hmm. um, kind of or feeling it, palpating the uh, landmarks which is, I would say, the historical or classic way yeah. that we've all done knee replacements. You're using tools to measure how many millimeters you're cutting off yep. and what angle relative to the long axis of the bone that we're making the cuts and things like that. There is there is some error inherent in that, not that there's not error in, in computer navigation too. But, sure. Um, so navigation is trying to address that occasional outliers or errors in, in knee and hip replacement, right? Exactly. The best way to describe it, at least to patients, is we're all human, so we all err. We're just trying to decrease the amount that we can err. Yeah. And so the whether we can use a technology like computer navigation um, to minimize, I guess, the window that we can err in is right. really what the goal is. Kind of, um, instead of having a broad bell-shaped curve, more of a sh- higher central portion where, you know, most people fall into this central area and you don't have too many outliers. Exactly. Um, so there are a lot of different brands of joint replacement. You know, I liken it to having a Ford or a Chevy or a, you know, GMC. You know, they're all good. They all have good products. Um, are these technologies that you're using, are they specific to a certain brand, all of them? Or are there some that you can use for everything? Or how, do, how does that work? Yeah. As technology continues to advance, these companies, like you use the example Ford, Chevy, in our world, orthopedics, say Depew, Zimmer, um, have developed their own technology so some of them are specific to those brands but there's also some that you can be universally used with whatever company or brand of implant you want to use mm-hmm. um, it seems like as we're getting further along more and more becoming custom to the yes. company because they're all kind of developing their own or buying their own yeah. but currently there's still some that are universal yeah that's uh it is a big push i think from the manufacturers to each have a robotic or uh We'll talk about robotic in a second, but each have a navigation or robotic platform, and it it's better for us if it works across all different implants. Because sometimes you want to use a different implant for a certain person, sure. but it's obviously better for somebody supplying their their implant that if they say, you know, well, you know, it just works with with this implant, then you're kind of relegated to using that implant. But yeah. um, can you tell me about robotics then, and what the difference is between that and navigation? Sure, there are a little bit of combination between the two. I think we use navigation um, to help us, like I said, be more accurate, precise, limit the outliers. Robotics is associated or kind of in conjunction with navigation in that we have a tool in the OR in addition to the navigation tools that can help us perform the surgery. So I always try to describe, because I do robotic partial knee replacements to my patients, it's not an actual robot like walking in the room there with you. It's a device or a machine that's mobile that we can move around that usually has an arm that the surgeon can grab and use that as a kind of external arm of the surgeon to help them perform the surgery which typically is making our cuts on the bone okay 
So the robot that you use, how does it help you do a better job? Yeah. Once again, I think we said it really limits those outliers. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, takes away a little bit of the human error component. Not to say you still can't make a mistake using a robot, but really limits that. Yeah. Um, and I just thinks it makes your recovery and your outcomes as similar between patients and yeah. limits those outliers. The one that we both use, um, the robot that we both use for this uh, relies on a CT um, uh, model of the person's femur, the exact you know CT of the femur, then we can decide ahead of time exactly how we're going to put the implants in, what position we're going to put them in, yep. and the robot helps us execute that perfectly just about every time. Um, also, what I, what I like about that, it's pretty cool because it's got a burr or a blade in some cases, but it will shut off if you are, if you're going to go, it'll help you kind of take away the bone, but if you push too hard, it'll just turn off because it won't let you make a big error. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a nice. nice piece of the technology for sure. Do you foresee, um, well, especially nowadays with COVID, uh, do you foresee a time when you can just sit in your basement and uh, <laughs> pilot a robot on somebody's total knee from... <laughs> Probably not. miles away or something? Probably someday in the future. You're probably right. I don't see it anytime real soon. Um, I don't think it's going to replace the human surgeon component, um, but it keeps evolving, at least makes it more efficient. Yeah. Um, there are also some times with, uh, like, somebody has had a broken femur, um, and there's a rod or hardware or something in the way where you can't use mm -hmm. traditional methods that we use to measure a knee replacement or a hip replacement or something like that. Can you tell us about how it might help? To use navigation or robots with that yeah so that's a common a good example um somebody breaks their hip and they get what we call an intramedullary nail it's a rod going down the middle of their femur that ends down by their knee well then they need a knee replacement in the future well that rod's in the way now to sometimes make our cuts on the the femoral side of a knee replacement so using some of our technology whether it's a navigation we can mark bony landmarks so it tells us where to cut the bone without having to use our standard tools that the, that rod's going to be in the way of yeah so, I mean, neither of us use this for all of our cases. It's mm -hmm. a minority. We, we both use it for partial knee replacements because they're kind of sensitive to how you put them in more than some other cases. And you want to just get it perfect to have a, a longevity of the implant that rivals a full knee replacement. Um, why aren't you using it for every joint that you put in? Sure. Some of it's time. I think it's, there's a learning curve, so it increases the time in the operating room to start. Some of it's do you, you have to have the technology here, meaning the, either the hospital or a group has to have that robot or that um, system. Are these cheap to buy? They're not. No, no. And I, I'm not looking to personally buy one, but right. yeah, even talking to the hospital to right. buy one's not cheap. Right. Um, and then some of it's just what you're trained on, and do you think long term, you know, is it going to give you a benefit from your long term outcomes with your patient? As you just mentioned, I think from a partial standpoint, you and I both agree yeah. it, it really improves our outcomes. Yeah. Um, you could. I guess you got to ask the question, is it going to improve your outcomes in a total knee or a total hip? And I think that's still a little bit debatable. Yeah. Well, let's say that um, money were no object for, like, the hospital could get you whatever you wanted to. The implants were the same price, uh, so you didn't get any resistance from, you know, the government or from the hospital. What would you use? Would you continue to just use this for partials right now? And let's say that it was time neutral. So sure. would you use this for hips or knee, total knees or hips? I would, That's a lot of ifs. Yeah, correct. Right. Sure. No, if everything, all things created equal, let's say, in terms of cost and time and everything, I think it'd be something I'd be interested in at least exploring and seeing. Yeah. Once again, then you can really see how your patients do. Um, is there a difference in their outcomes, you know, six months, a year down right. the road? Right. Uh, 
technology is great, but sometimes technology isn't perfect either. So we really need to look at it closely. Yeah. What is, what does the evidence show? You know, there's a lot of a lot of this is driven by advertising, and mm -hmm. patient, patients are actually looking for yep. the the next best thing, which is good. But you know, you also like they told me at Mayo, you need to stay one fad behind in some of these things. Sure. How much of this is, uh, in your opinion, has been proven to be superior in literature versus hype and advertising and you know hopeful? Yep. I think a fair amount of it answer that question is um, some of its marketing and you know how do you grow your practice if you're in a competitive environment. Um, yeah, if you're in Chicago, everywhere you turn around, somebody's got something absolutely. to do because they have to. For yep. And I even what five years ago now in my fellowship year, one of the publications that I wrote on was on um, computer navigated and is patient specific implantation and all the stuff that we use with our mm -hmm. uh, technology superior to the standard way that we did it. Mm -hmm. And technology, or sorry, and uh, literature currently doesn't support that it's mm -hmm. superior. Mm -hmm. It's equivalent, but it's not superior. So I think it really it's surgeon dependent on if they mm -hmm. want to use that technology or not. Um, one of the things that I find interesting is, uh, you know, I think you and I both do anterior hip replacements. They they really have excellent results. They're some of my happiest patients. Um, partial knee replacements, really good range of motion, very happy. The total knee replacements take longer to heal in mm -hmm. general, and there have been some studies coming out of other countries where maybe you know the way that we've talked about doing total knees isn't exactly perfect. Maybe we need to modify the ligament tensioning and things, and maybe, maybe navigation can make that better. Um, so I'm kind of interested in thinking about that in the future too, and seeing that maybe we can have better outcomes with our knee replacements with this. But it's I think that's the biggest area we can improve as joint yeah. specialists for sure. That. Yeah. 80 20 percent they always say 80 percent are happy customers after knee replacement 20 percent still have some potential ache or pain yeah so yeah what can we do to that 20 percent to make right. them happier right if you were um if you were a patient or if, if your family was a patient and they said you know i i saw this thing on so and so navigation or whatever in the paper you know should i go look for a surgeon for this what would you tell them yeah Good question. I, I always tell them, pick your surgeon based on the fit you have when meeting them, not necessarily based on their marketing or what they use, whether it's the implant type or the technology. You can find all sorts of stuff on the internet that's going to promote one thing or another. But really, I think it's the fit between you and the person sitting across from you that's going to be with you for years to come because once they put a hip or knee in you, you guys are kind of bonded for a while. Yeah, that's that's great advice. Um, so when you were, um, when you were at Urbandale and in Central, what kind of, did you get into a lot of sports and stuff here? Yeah, for a while, yeah, yeah. I'm getting older do? now. Um, uh, played basketball and football um, when I went to college, so football was my passion that I loved most, so I actually went to Central to play football and then decided I missed basketball because I played it in high school and went out for basketball and did that for a couple of years as well. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, if you were, I'll give you the kind of speed round questions here, not, not a lot of them, but if your family was out of town and let's say your clinic, your clinic was going to be on, your clinic got canceled, you got nothing to do, mm -hmm. you got no responsibilities, what are you going to do with your day that day? Ooh. Depends on, the, I guess, the time of the year. It's um, uh, September and it's a beautiful day. Okay. Going to go probably outside and get a workout in, so maybe a run or a bike. Um, if I can, golf. If I can find somebody that wants to golf, we top yeah. it off with 18 holes um, and then sit on a patio enjoy dinner so go out to eat yeah 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 sounds good pre-covid yeah, yeah of course what um what's your favorite case to do right now as far as like um you know a total joint or a knee surgery or something like that what do you like to do yeah 
as you mentioned earlier, I think your happiest patients sometimes make it easy to pick which surgeries you like doing the most and probably anterior hip replacements yeah. are most people's happiest patients. They just tend to do super well. Um, but what about I, the actual mechanics of doing something? You know, what do you yeah. like to do as far as like the steps of the surgery and the, you know, the satisfaction yep. of how things look when they're done and things like that? Is there a different, is it the same thing? Or? No, that's a good question. I, I still would say anterior hips for me, I, the, the exposure to get down to the hip and trying to each time getting better, minimizing soft tissue damage and whatnot. And at the end of the case, kind of going, okay, did, did we really do a great job on this one? Yeah. Or was this one just a good job based on the tissue and, mm-hmm. and the muscle planes? That's something that I, I think keeps me going back and keeps me wanting to improve every time we're there. Yeah. Well, before we end, um, why don't you tell me a little bit about the uh, surgery center up in Ankeny and where you're going with um, outpatient joints, things sure. like that. Yeah. So our surgery center here in West Des Moines, we've been doing outpatient outpatient joints now where they go home the same day within a couple hours of their surgery probably are we going on two years or a year and a half half. okay two and a half years and we just started that program at our Ankeny Surgery Center which is right next door to our uh, Des Moines Orthopedic Mm -hmm. Surgeon office Um, so we started that three months maybe three and a half months ago um, and it's really picking up. Um, so how's your feedback? Patients enjoying been it? Great. Yeah. yeah they really, so they really, got to go recover in their own home and correct, especially nowadays, we don't have to worry about the risks associated with being in the hospital. Absolutely. Like Lots that. of benefits, certainly yeah. currently. Great. Well, that's exciting for, um, the patients up in Ankeny and throughout the Metro. Uh, I really like talking with you today about this and I think we got a lot of good facts on robotics and navigation that we can, uh, you know, tell our patients about. Well, I appreciate you. it. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to Joint Effort, a podcast from Des Moines Orthopedic Surgeons. If you have questions about this podcast and wish to schedule an appointment with a surgeon, call 515-224-1414 or visit dmos.com.